Hello, I'm Tunt Pisso's dad. <laughs> <laughs> a reference that like eight people tops will get. Fuck so, you. But then that is essentially the size of our audience. Okay, but Tunt Pisso's dad, what is this? It's the dad of Tunt Pisso. No, I'm asking Tunt Pisso's dad what the fucking thing is that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> the dad of Tunt Pisso. Rude. <laughs> Stupid. I'm like the, the Mandalorian. <laughs> In that show everyone likes about the man with the bucket on his head. And this is the Knackered Robots podcast. (laughs) I see. (laughs) The student has become the master. A usurper. (laughs) (laughs) There is a viper in our nest, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) No, it's more like I'm a mongoose and you're a viper and you left your eggs to the elements for 40 days and 40 nights and I became the fucking eggs' new mom. Because you weren't fucking there to look after them. Just like in the Bible. <laughs> My favourite Bible passage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, this is the Knackered Robots podcast. We've been away for a while, but uh, you don't pay us for this, so fuck you. Yeah, you're not our dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not like Tunt Pisso's dad, who is also our dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is notionally a, a, like, a plastic robot podcast, but it's mostly just an excuse for four unrepentant ghouls to just ghoul at each other. Yep. And I did say four because we are once again joined by Becca. Yay! Hello. Becca's back! I'm back! Yeah. This damn thing is listenable again. <laughs> Our dad finally came back from the store. And Becca. <laughs> Unfortunately, I forgot the cigarettes, so I'm going oh, to you... go back out. <laughs> now what are the children going to eat? <laughs> <laughs> the paper bag, I like it. Last year was, you know, it was it was a difficult time for a lot of people. Unprecedented times, one might say. But it, I know that it was like a time of great personal achievement for Becca, who uh, now owns a coffee machine. So... <laughs> Congratulations, Becca, you fucking big shot. Take a, take a moment, everyone in the audience, to just like, here's like, f- here's like a five second space to just clap. I, um, I got the coffee machine in 2019. Ow! <laughs> fuck! <laughs> I got a cafetiere. Maya's been workshopping that bit for, for a whole fucking year. Since March, I've been sat on that. <laughs> like a mongoose egg. I, I bought the coffee machine physically in a shop, so it, I can't have got it last year. Oh, what? I know. Remember when that used to be a thing? You used to go outside and touch things and sometimes pay for them. It's... <laughs> I, love... <laughs> I love the idea of Becca just a fucking a free spirit going out into the world like prior to like March 2020 and you're just like touching things with reckless abandon and they're like, hey, sorry, can you like, you've just touched like with your bare sweaty palms, you've just went into, you just went into Pret-a-Mange. <laughs> And you fucking just open palmed slapped all the Danishes off the rack. Are you going to pay for any of that? Just going in, just like squeezing the baguettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna Are you gonna fucking pay? And you're like, no. <laughs> Here's the thing. There was a guy that I knew when I was in sixth form who like would never touch things in shops, and his reasoning was, and I quote, "People touch their bums and then touch things in shops." Not wrong. <laughs> and like, I'm starting to think maybe that guy was onto something. Yeah, that guy's thriving right now. Yeah, and we all think, like, other people think like us. So what he was actually saying to you was that he touches his bum and then goes into shops and touches things. I wash my hands. Well, you've got, well, I'm glad you're fucking doing the bare minimum. (laughs) So proud of you. I also started this anecdote by telling you about a guy who refused to touch things in shops. So I think there might be some flaws in your reasoning there, Hercule (laughs) fucking Poirot. I think the idea is probably that, like, he went around touching his bum and not washing his hands. 
but he was like, well, I'm not going to touch anything here because everyone else does the same thing and they're probably touching it with like their bum hands. We're all nasty freaks, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. If this is your first episode of the podcast, yes, it is always like this. <laughs> Sorry. We will maybe talk about Transformers if we have time. <laughs> It's just the knackered part of the Knackered Robots podcast. After all the butt stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get the spaff hour out of the way and then... <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Knackered Robots spaff hour. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. This episode has been sponsored by Cum. <laughs> just the concept. <laughs> the idea of... <laughs> Thank you for the generous grant from the Come Marketing Board. <laughs> Look, they pay more than Blue Apron. <laughs> this one's Blow Apron, as in blow your fucking load at our podcast. This sucks. <laughs> the podcast is bad, and we should feel bad. <laughs> as you've already heard, I'm also joined by my stalwart goblin companions, Umar and Erica. Hello. Hello. We are stalwart companions three. We are the goblins who are gay no <laughs> you tried though and I'm i really did i really did try yeah. the curse of no off ramp erica kind of did strike again as, as tempting as it may be please do not hit us with your massive broadsword we do not have a lot of xp <laughs> <laughs> or items that are worth a damn the only treasure we possess is just a banded chest full of cum so with you know, <laughs> <laughs> with a with a, with a ma- <laughs> I promised myself this wouldn't be all about cum. I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and was like, listen. Listen up, you fucking stupid bitch. <laughs> and then you turned away from me and looked at yourself. I was like, Erica, why are you in my house? I'm just like, I'm having a baguette. This is a Transformers podcast. We talk about uh, Transformers. Or the plastic robots. Hasbro isn't paying us. So I think in the name of doing an actual semi-listenable product, I think we should stop doing jokes just for us. <laughs> and actually do the podcast that we do so the plan today is to talk about our like favorite transformers that we got but this time we'll be sort of looking back at a whole year not every single one because i refuse to edit that yeah <laughs> but like maybe the best ones and bear in mind i'm sure you can all like everyone listening at home can understand that is still quite a gargantuan task considering the last year did go on for like five million yeah eons it yep. seems so i can't even remember the shit that I that I got, and I mean, I didn't get a lot last year for obvious reasons. I wasn't, you know, I was saving money. I wasn't going out, and I can imagine the same was f- similar for a lot of us. But it's like, still, it's like I gotta, I gotta fucking throw my mind back to like April or whenever we recorded the last one of these, and like, okay, yeah. so everything after that, and I, I don't know, I just don't know. The sixty years that came after April twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. And now we're all withered husks huddled in our apocalypse bunkers. We were already that. <laughs> we, we weren't in our apocalypse bunkers, but we were just preemptively withered husks. We were in our regular bunkers. You don't constantly have to undermine me, Erica. Yes, I do. It. It's yeah. my kink. <laughs> well, far be it from me to keep you from that. I have to ruin the <laughs> podcast we're in or else I can't finish. Why do we do this to ourselves and others? <laughs> Anyway, because... <laughs> Becca, Becca, yeah. it's lovely to have you back. It's lovely, lovely to, to have back. you back. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. off ramp. I'll give you that. <laughs> it was on topic. Yeah, it, it was an off ramp, like into the sea. But <laughs> it, it was an off ramp. So, Becca, it, it it feels like you know such a long time since we've got to sit down and talk with you. Yes, feels like ooh, hours. <laughs> Twelve, maybe thirteen hours. Yeah, uh, robots then. 
So I guess I had a bit of a weird 2020 because I basically took a fandom break from about February to mid-November. Very powerful of you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but we've all witnessed my lack of impulse control in January 2021 to make up for it. Becca was like, no more robots. I'm into coffee now. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a couple of Transformers like while I was in that hiatus, one of them being the uh, unique toys last night, Megatron, because it was like... I'm not in the mood for robots. I don't really want to buy robots. But if I don't buy this now, when I am in the mood for robots in the future, I won't have one because he'll have sold out everywhere. It was that kind of vibe. I didn't really almost enjoy buying them. It was almost like an obligation. Yeah. And then I hit November and like all of my good robot vibes just switched back on and I went into full uh, robot buying mode. And I was going to talk about the one that kind of brought me back into it. But I think that Erica will be discussing that mold. So I'll probably just get in on that discourse later. So the first one I'm going to talk about is Maverick, because he's good and it makes me angry that he's good. <laughs> like, it legitimately pisses me off that he's one of the best toys I bought last year and he's an abomination who shouldn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the fun thing about Maverick to me is that, especially because we were discussing that toy, like, I, mm. I want to say last night or earlier, and Maya literally didn't realise that the reason that exists is not specifically because of top gun the original film but because they're making a new one yeah yeah it's a bizarre fucking choice for sure mm. yeah who was out here demanding more top gun yeah because like all the other like collaborative ones are like memorable vehicles and nobody i don't think who's ever watched top gun has been like you know what i remember the most from that movie was the the planes and not the homoerotic volleyball i was gonna say the volleyball is like they should have just made a transforming volleyball he does like, come with a volleyball, though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah, and like flat hands, so you can simulate him playing volleyball, which is the whole reason the figure got made, I think. Like, the plane mode. They were like, yeah, we have to make it a vehicle, but it has to be a robot that can play volleyball. Honestly, that makes it worth it. Like, worth the price yeah. of mission. <laughs> it really does, and actually, he's one of those, like, there's a lot of Transformers out there where you see photos of them and you think, that looks dumb. And then you see other people having fun with them. You're like, it still looks dumb, but I'm now kind of interested. Uh, that was oh, Al Brent yeah. who did that to me, because of course it was. He's the reason I'm here in the first place. That's how a lot <laughs> of us, um, I feel like we'll, we'll, we might talk about that later, but like I feel like yeah. that's, <laughs> that's going to be the experience, I think, for Transformers going uh, through 2021. Yeah. It's just like, people are going to be, you're going to think something's not good. And then someone's going to be like, oh, I actually really enjoy it. And then you'll be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> The enablement sector of the fandom is is strong in Transformers. But yeah, once you get him in hand, Maverick is super fun. Like that soapy plastic he has is actually more sturdy than the majority of mainline releases. I never feel like I'm going to break anything. He holds poses really well. His joints are really tight. And as someone who is just discovering the joys of transformation after like nine years of being scared of it, his transformation's really good. And he turns into a really sweet plane and like all his robot kibble folds away. And I'm like, how has it taken this long to do this when Starscream has existed since 1984 and they've only recently figured out how to do this with Starscream and then haven't for the mainline release? Like I would buy a Starscream repaint of this. What if it was blue? (laughs) (laughs) I would buy a Thundercracker re-release of this for Maya. Most of the crossover stuff has not interested me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I, I kind of have, like, this fundamental stopping point in my brain, but it's like, as soon as shit starts going to, like, cringy nerd crossover shit, I'm, I'm out, I'm done. 
Yeah. If, it, if it looks like it's on a t-shirt, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> I think the existence of Ready Player One has made a lot of people sort of reevaluate. Yeah. How they feel about, like, nerd crossover shit. And nostalgia. I will say, at least Transformers is doing it in a way where, like, they're new characters and they're doing little comic book tie-ins and they're fun because it's just like, oh, we clearly like the original thing and it's not just like, oh, it's this and that, do you remember? It's like, yeah, building yeah. on it in an interesting way. It doesn't yeah. feel pantery. Like, I don't like Ghostbusters the movie, but I do kind of want an Ectotron just because of the, like, the concept of a robot paranormal investigator who turns into a hearse is, in and of itself, separate from Ghostbusters, a cool concept. And yeah. also the comic is, like, actually piss funny. I got Gigawatt last year, who's not a bot I'm going to talk about, but I specifically got him because he was cute, and that was it. Though That was my sole parameter was, yeah. the DeLorean looks great, but in robot mode, he looks really sweet. I think you mean Gigawatt. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> as an 80s kid, it's always been weird interacting with the Transformers fandom as well, because, like, obviously the Transformers fandom has a lot of crossover with other geeky properties from the 80s and i'm not a huge fan of back to the future or ghostbusters or anything like that yeah because mm. like most of the stuff i grew up on was 90s stuff and yeah like even the 90s my brain was like that stuff is old and i'm not interested in it and i can't relate to it either because it's like it's it's all blokes yeah that that's how i felt as well yeah you don't necessarily need two things you like to be combined yeah. yeah. Here's an example that's relevant to Transformers. Something that I like and appreciate is great big titties. Oh, but, so, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't necessarily want Transformers with great big titties. That yeah. just seems incredibly crass and stupid. But I was into Ghostbusters as a kid. At the, the one TF Nation I've so far managed to attend, I bought the like effects parts kit that um, are the Glaug made. Oh, yeah, Mike. For, uh, for Ectotron. And then I just forgot to buy an Ectotron, and now I just can't get one. <laughs> he's so, been re-released. He is, but he's got a different like head, or like yeah. he's got he's got the fucking like shit on him, like they yeah. did for Siege, and I didn't want that. <laughs> I want him pristine, <laughs> fresh. I'm hoping I'm hoping to get like an original Ectotron at some point. I'm not a fan of Back to the Future. I like watched Back to the Future as a kid because it was always on TV. Yeah, like I liked the yeah. cartoon. It's it's like it's the Siege Sideswipe mold at its core, from what I understand. It is, yeah. yeah. And like I've I've got three of them now. I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to pay like forty quid for another one that turns yeah. into a car from movies that I vaguely appreciate. I don't like the Ghostbusters film. It's like like Uma said. I do rather like Back to the Future, and part of it is just the fact that the car from Back to the Future it already transforms, kind of like it does the hover car yeah. thing. Even as a kid, I was like, that I want to toy with that that does that yeah but you know obviously i grew up in the early 2000s so wasn't really much of that you didn't know about mask i did not know about mask <laughs> if i had known about no literally tangent sorry but when i was a kid i actually invented yeah when i was a kid i basically reinvented mask because i didn't i didn't know that mask was a thing <laughs> I created Mask from First Principles. Well, yeah, it's like I liked Hot Wheels and I liked Transformers, obviously. So I was like, oh, what if there was like a cool like thing where they had like vehicles that turned into other types of vehicles and like people rode around in them and did races and stuff. I know they didn't do races in Mask, but like I just remember there was a really cool one that was a spider that I drew and I designed how it... I was always a fucking little dweeb, like engineering shit. But, you know, that's the cool... That's cool shit. And it's the same with like the Back to the, Back to the Future car, the DeLorean. And so... Part of me does really want that toy. <laughs> it didn't look very good for a time. 
Mm. I'm incredibly lukewarm on the idea of crossovers at all. Like, yeah. they're, they're doing the X-Men one. I don't really care about X-Men. Mm. Here's the thing. I will eat a heaping pile of my words if they ever do the, the TMNT party wagon that turns oh, yeah. into a big uh, robot ninja turtle. Yeah. Some third party outfit, they like re-release their brawn mold as the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And turn into little cars. And I'm like, sure. I'm not paying a hundred quid for that, but yeah, you know, in concept, yeah. But yeah, man. wasn't yeah. there? Wasn't like at the tail end of like the t- the original Ninja Turtles toy line? Didn't they have basically like Transformers that were yeah, the Ninja ready mutations? Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. That's how I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> the TMNT toy line, they threw a lot of shit at the wall. Oh yeah. yeah, the fucking Star Trek crossover ones where it was just like them, like the Ninja Turtles as Star Trek characters. Yeah. It's like, you uh, can't judge him for that, because it's like, Transformers yeah. absolutely did the same fucking shit. And he's doing that same shit now. Uh, my main thing about these crossovers is, I am extremely glad that I get to be eternally smug about them, because they're never ever in a million years going to make Pokemon ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, Haha, you idiot. I spent all my formative years investing in one series, <laughs> which is very litigious. <laughs> oh, God. That's... They can't even make third parties of these shits. <laughs> well good for you the only thing that would ever get me like hardcore on a thing is if they did like a bionicle crossover but it's like they're never going to do that because nobody outside of like a handful of 20 somethings like me <laughs> give a fuck about bionicle anymore we're very loud but there's very few of us are there enough trans people in the world to justify <laughs> a bionicle crossover also i imagine lego's probably still smarting about the whole creo thing yeah <sighs> So yeah, I feel like we've talked about everything except Maverick. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, basically that's all I had to say about Maverick. You will see pictures and you will judge him because that's what Transformers fans do. We see pictures and and go, "That looks shit." I'm not going to own that. And then like 30 seconds later, you're placing an order for it. Like the meme of the guy eating cereal. I will never own that. (laughs) 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 Still waiting on a Megalock to dispatch my NPRC. Um, Oh, you, you, Mark. (laughs) But yeah, if if in the future conventions are allowed to happen again and you see someone with a Maverick, just just go over and ask if you could muck about with it because like 10 seconds later, you will want one. And he's a very decent toy. It reminds me of, because I feel like I talked about Apeface once Mm. on the show and it had that same thing where it looks like it's been carved out of soap. Yeah. But... Like, I really like Ape Face, and everyone's like, oh, Apes is shit. Yeah. So it's like, oh, but I like it. And it's like the sort of thing where it's like, I get why people think it looks shit. Because, you know, looks like it's made out of fucking... It's but... like the soap you get in for free in hotels. Yeah. It's like the soap that nobody on Earth ever owns, except if you're in a hotel. Yeah. And... Like, a, it's kind of like skimmed milk effect plus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Maverick is made of that same stuff, but like... <sighs> also dirty, so... Yes. He looks like dirty milk. <laughs> Which sounds like a euphemism for cum. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I was Forget it. Say it sounded like hot chocolate, but okay. Back to that fertile well, which is filled with cum. <laughs> yeah, the fertile well is uh, the balls. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to finish my thought. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you already finished it. I did it. I ruined the podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to sabotage the podcast so I don't have to edit it. What made you like even consider Maverick? I mean, I know that you sort of talked about it a bit, but like, yeah. how like how much did you have to talk yourself into pulling the trigger on it? 
like when I first saw him, like he literally didn't register in my brain because my brain was like Top Gun, never seen it, don't care about it, moving on. So we got him in the packaging first. Those were the first slits and the packaging was was ace. I actually felt bad opening it because it was a really good packaging, like the way they'd done it. Then we saw obviously like the robot mode and the vehicle mode, Hasbro photography where it's on just like, you know, blank white background and they're just trying to show off what the figure can do. And I was like, eh, no, not really. No, it looks okay, I guess. The, the helmet's weird how it's the only part of him that's painted. I, I don't get it. And I just, again, I didn't like take note. And then Brent, our Brent saw over in uh, the US of A, started posting pictures of one that he'd bought himself and like just doing goofy poses. And he was kind of showing off how posable he was and how well balanced he is because his feet are huge because the backs of them are the fins for the plane mode. You know they say about huge feet? He's got a big cockpit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody had to say it, and that somebody is me. Big shoes. Yeah. <laughs> big thrusters. Big tail fins. Ladies, if he's got big feet and big tail thrusters, he's probably a plane. <laughs> um... You might be a plane. <laughs> But yeah, you know me, I like balancing robots. And so when Brent started posting pictures of him doing one leg poses, I was sort of like, okay, I'm interested. And then I, I looked everywhere online from him, for him, apart from like the obvious place. And I couldn't work out either if he hadn't been released or he had been, but only certain websites got him, certain websites beginning with K that I don't want to associate with anymore. So I was like, uh, okay, that's fine. So I just, I put a tweet out, just been like, ah, I would get one, but he's nowhere. And then a super helpful mutual was like, he's on amazon right now and you can get him tomorrow and i was like oh okay i guess i have to now and you did <laughs> like vultures they descended yeah that, that's it we just like stood around you with our arms folded <laughs> yeah, like, shaking yeah our like heads. i could put out a tweet saying this super obscure character is not available for purchase anywhere and then bloody nick from toy foo will row in and be like i've got seven do you want one <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, which literally happened with my Holy Grail at TFN 2019. So thanks, Nick. Thank you, Nick. We love you. We love Nick. Nick did such a good job last weekend, by the way, on the Toy Foo stream. Oh, amazing, yeah. amazing scenes. So yeah, Becca, yes. uh, so wrapping up on Maverick. Honestly, give him some more consideration because he's a good boy and he deserves a home. And literally, I posted a picture of him dabbing to celebrate us starting the podcast and someone replied to the tweet saying <laughs> that he's awful and the worst plane former ever. And I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're chatting about. He's really good. Channel like, Are we looking at the same picture of this man dabbing? Exactly. Yeah, this this lanky man with impossibly long legs and arms who's also a plane. Right, so moving on. Umar, tell me the tales of your robots. Last year has been a kind of a weird one for me vis-a-vis Transformers because mm. I've had something of a sweaty, sordid uh, affair with Carmen Rider. <laughs> that's the that's the worst and best way you could have put it. Yeah, I really wish you had phrased that literally. Any other <laughs> I just too bad. That Jacob doesn't listen you to you manifested this energy, and now you're reaping the rewards. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we will go into that at a different point, but yeah, I, I spent a lot of money on figure arts this year, and because of pandemic, and because like I've been going between from job to job doing like freelance gigs and stuff, a lot of my transformers purchases there've been fear of them, but I've tried to make them more special. Like a lot more like, fuck it, we're in a <laughs> pandemic for May as well. Yeah. yeah. Who gives a fuck? Anything can and will happen at this point. I may as well just buy something special. Yeah. And so this the special thing uh, I want to talk about today is um, animated uh, Takara uh, Jetpack Bumblebee. Ooh, nice. 
Really? Yeah, because he he's one of those like only came out of Takara in sort of limited quantities thing. Very kind of you know the mold never came out in the US. Um, so I saw him up on Transformer Land for like a decent for this thing price. And I was just like, fuck it. Uh, Transformer <laughs> Land, our secret hidey hole. <laughs> yeah. What makes him especially special for me is that like obviously every tr- character in anime is great. Um, and Bumblebee was one of my favourites as a kid. But the toy I got of Bumblebee from like one of my first London Comic Cons had like terrible QC. Like the, the hip ball joints were really loose. He couldn't transform without bits popping off. And it was just like a real bummer because like I couldn't find him in Tesco's or anything. And it's like the first time I ever saw this toy, I was like, oh, you know, there's my little boy. I got him and he just kind of fell to bits. So this feels like now my collection, my, my animated shelf is like the the centerpiece of my whole collection and that feels like it's closer to being where it needs to be to to be done you know hell yeah the jetpack slash hydro dive bumblebee feels like the like definitive animated bumblebee it's got like you know it's got his like hee chappy personality it's the right size it doesn't tower over like normal sized robots yeah it's got great proportions <laughs> yeah like the, the cartoony proportions animated is known for the transformation is like really quick and really simple and the car mode is just really very adorable. It's so small. Yeah, tiny. <laughs> Three apples high. How do you feel about the uh, the shiny gold paint? I've made my piece with it. Would I like a re-release of this? I had like reg- regular paint and consistent paint. Yes, but like this is kind of nice. It feels kind of, like I said, it feels kind of special. Yeah. Now that it's, it's all shiny and golden. Bumblebee is a special boy. Yeah. He deserves yeah. something special. And the, the jetpack as well, the, the, the thing, I didn't expect I would engage with it as much because like he never had it on the show. Why would I give a rat's cock about it? <laughs> but it's like, it's really cool because like in, in that like animated style flex, the kind of thing that only animated could really do is you don't need to detach him from the jetpack to transform him. Yeah, that's oh, fucking cool. rad. It feels so cool to just have this one big, essentially a pretender vehicle, and transform it all without pulling anything off. That's mm. so cool. And like it, it does like add to the aesthetics because it's like it's got the shiny paint on it, it's shiny golden paint, and like it feels like a proper upgrade for Bumblebee. Uh, when I first, you know, way back in like 2010, God, 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 <laughs> God. Uh, uh, way back in 2010. <laughs> Uh, when we first saw like images of it, because I, I feel like that was around when it was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. might come out. I always, I didn't like it at all. I was like, that looks like a fucking action man vehicle. But now that I look at it, I'm like, that looks like an action man vehicle. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get you. It's extremely toy in a way that I vibe with intensely. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it's like celebrates how much of a toy it is, and but it doesn't compromise on that like animated thing of like extremely show accurate for an extremely stylized show. Yeah, which is still fucking fantastic and amazing. Yeah, Bumblebee's character model on this show cheats to transform. Yeah. And this thing yeah. doesn't. It's fucking great. We didn't deserve animated. We didn't. But also, can we have some more, please? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like in After Kingdom, can we just have animated again? We were really interesting how y'all are rolling out the red carpet for Prime's anniversary. Interesting, yeah. Interesting, yeah. interesting, interesting. Hydra Dive Bumblebee would be like a perfect thing to put in one of those generation selects box, like those fucking, um, mm. like the breakdown and the. Megatron yeah, yeah. Hardest Megatron. Mm. That would be. Oh, no, I can't keep talking about it because now I'm just going to. It's going to leave me wanting. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah. oh, what if they did a domestic release of animated blackout? Oh. Buzzworthy Bumblebee. Just put this boy in there. Yeah. yeah! Yeah, we're doing a whole thing of... Oh, God, how fucking strange is... I mean, it's not strange. It's Bumblebee. Yeah. But, like, a whole thing of just him and it's different ones and some of them 
You can't even get anywhere. What? I don't know. Mm. In closing, I love Hydrodire Bumblebee. He fills a gap that has been there for years. Yeah. He's just a special boy. Like, every time, God bless our Viv and Gherkin, who've been looking for that Earthrise Bumblebee, the Netflix one. Yeah. Yeah. I always just kind of look over at this Bumblebee and it's like, I've got all the high-end Bumblebee I need right here. Yeah. I'm good, G. <laughs> I'm good on the baby boyfriend. I'm good on yeah. bees. I've got enough bees. Erica. Hello. What is it, Chuck? Tell us about Robot that you got. Oh, you like. right. The thing that we do. Okie dokie. Um, so... Here's the funny thing about mine is, like I expressed earlier, I can't really remember much of last year as far as purchases goes. But there is something that I'm pretty sure I got around, you know, this time last year that I can talk about. And it's it's interesting because it coincides with something that I literally got, like, this time this year. (laughs) So it's like... Split the difference as being like 2020, yeah. but it's yeah. So the it's it's the Azalea mold from yes. um, good old Mastermind Creations uh, Ocular Max series, which mm-hmm. by the way is quite good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Not to plug my Twitter at Skeletonizer, but I do post photos a lot mm-hmm. of like. My, my Transformers sometimes, and like fucking Azalea, Stealth Azalea, and Protoform Azalea are the ones I'm going to be talking about today, because it's like, I don't have the, the normal version. Becca does, and it's amazing, mm. and I covet it like so much fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> like oxygen itself. Yes! <laughs> Not to get on my fucking masterpiece scale, high-end RC high horse. Especially after Becca has just said that, like, <laughs> she's getting the masterpiece and will probably convince me to get it as well. If yep. not, if if she hasn't already. If I've got to go down, I'm taking someone with me and you're the biggest RC mark, so. <laughs> it's true, it's true. It's on my birth certificate. You are coming down with me, hand in RC loving hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's wild to me that we still, like... No one has come even close to toppling the throne on which the Ocular Max Azalea mold sits. It's like, it's so unbelievably perfect. It's not everything I want it to be, for the obvious reason of, like, for example, the car mode isn't the, the G1 cartoon car mode. It's not even the G1 cartoon RC design. It's the Studio Ox design. So it's like it's yeah. more mecha anime oriented. It's more sleek lines that look really cool, like in heavy inked pages of like a manga or something rather than like on the television screen. And for a lot of people, that doesn't vibe, I imagine. But it's so unique in that it is good. And all the other Masterpiece RC alikes aren't, <laughs> it seems yeah. like. Yeah, it's like it transforms and you've got a really good RC that has basically no backpack. And like, yeah. I've done the transformation and I still don't understand how they've done it. Yeah, the transformation yeah. is like, it's complex, but it's fun is yeah. the main thing. Because I believe it was designed by a man who has been mentioned many times on this show um, by me, uh, Alex Kabalski. The yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was an animated alumnus, and then he went to work on Ocular Max for MMC. And I think that's why like so many of their transformations are like really intuitive and really clever and stuff. Yeah, uh, and like how you know you can you can feel a lot of that like animated engineering and how they managed to reduce the kibble so much yeah it's honestly it's magic it's genius for example like not to go on a tangent but like the other azalea mold from mastermind creations which was like pre-ocular max mmc reformatted yes yeah Yeah, i own two of it i also own two of it and it's a fucking bloody nightmare 
but it still looks cool. It is not fun to transform. Oh, here's the thing. Yeah. I own two of it. Never transformed it. <laughs> yeah. I've got shit to do. Yeah, exactly. It's smaller and thinner and fiddlier, and I don't want to risk breaking this yeah. for the sake of a car mode that I will not particularly enjoy. But what's fun about the Azalea Mold is it's fun to transform. It's complex but intuitive, and it looks good in both modes. I mean, the one thing, <laughs> in my opinion, that makes me super-duper want the masterpiece is the fact that the car mode looks so fucking spiffy. It looks exactly yeah. like what I want RC's car mode to look like. Yeah. And the Ox one is not that. But it still looks cool. It's still recognizably RC, even in the two alternate color schemes, which are the ones that I've got. I've got Stealth Azalea, which is like black and gray and a deep plum mm. purple. And then it has a big fucking scary orange pumpkin head faceplate. That has that's like sculpted based on. Okay, we all hate Spotlight RC. We all mm -hmm. know that that comic book. This sucks. is known. Yeah, this is known. Yep. And Simon Furman, I will fight you. <laughs> and I will win. But the one thing that's cool about that issue is the way that she has that big Glasgow grin, like yeah. open mm. cheek, fucking monster mouth. Yeah. Any the only things that are of merit from Spotlight RC is like Alex Mill going completely off the shits with his design of RC. Yeah. Yep. Which I respect very much. Yeah. Congrats, piss boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it comes with two of those phases and one's in the standard dark satin matte texture gray paint like that mm. fits with the rest of it so it's like oh it's all mysterious and shadowy and oh it's monsters lurking under your bed but then it's like that it comes with another one that's bright orange and it's like, Bleh! And it's, yeah! like it's like <laughs> exactly what i like that's the one i mm. want the only mp i'll see like for me is the one with the fucking halloween face yeah, it's amazing, and the the moment that I saw it, I was like, I have to have it. I must own you. Yeah. <laughs> One fun thing about that deco of the RC specifically is, because, Erica, you commissioned me to do up uh, Manterra in those colours as oh, yeah. a Beast Wars Uprising character called High Ally. Yeah, High Ally. Um, I love High Ally. Yeah, she's great. And I've managed to trick myself now into thinking that that's what High Ally's always look like. Yeah. And also, like, it's like, oh, that's Erica's character. Yeah. <laughs> from Beast Wars Uprising. Something about this, like, I didn't design this color scheme. I didn't design yeah. this toy. But something about it has become, like, so personal to me. Yeah. That yeah. other people are recognizing it. And I, I, that's a really weird feeling, but it feels good. Yeah, it's retroactively established itself as, like, your darling, <laughs> yeah. your daughter. Yeah. It's like the thing with Shattered Glass Animated Nightbeat. Where yeah. we're like, that's ours now. Because it's, one, it's coloured like squeeze play, which is Maya's favourite. It's animated, so that appeals to Umar. And it's Harley Quinn, basically, which appeals to me. So it's like, we've all just kind of adopted that character as like... I don't know about Becca, but I kind of think Shatterglass is a bit naff. I've never been a fan of it. Yeah. Mirror Universe is a very common trope, especially in sci-fi things, but very few sci-fi properties have actually been able to pull them off. Yeah. And, like, adapt their characters. For me, Shattered Glass, its merit now is entirely just Optimus Prime, um, evil Optimus Prime reclining sexily on a chair, eating a lollipop somehow. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep. Good for her. We've sort of, like, that's like our unofficial uh, mascot now. Uh, we've sort of just, like, adopted that character out of, we plucked her from Shattered Glass. It's like, no, that's just ours now. Yep. Yeah, Sue was Wyatt. Yeah, in the same way <laughs> that Stealth Azalea is mine now. And I think yep. I'm not like conceited enough to think like, oh, anybody who ever sees this will think of me now. But at least my close circle of friends 
will recognize that it's so in line with my vibe that mm, yeah. it's honestly shocking that it exists. Yeah. But yeah, tying in with that is the one that just came out that I was trying to get a hold of for ages and ages and ages because a certain website fumbled it in such a way that I pre-ordered it with them and then they were like, oh, sorry, nope. And I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. I guess I'll never get this then. Thank you so much. Yeah. But then I managed to find one on eBay for like cheaper. So I was like, oh, fuck, right. And that's the Protoform Azalea, which is based mm. on RC's pre-production prototype toy colors. Yeah. Based on that old, old Floro Dairy artwork, where instead of bright pink and white, she's this sort of strawberry, soft pink and like orange. She looks like she's made of ice cream. Yeah, she looks like an old timey ice cream commercial. Like she looks like one of those Sonic ice cream lollipops. Yeah, she looks <laughs> like the kind of decal that you'd see on an old ice cream truck. And it's like, yeah, I love you. I love you. She's like sun faded orange and strawberry ice cream. It's great. She's just different enough from Stealth Azalea to be like yin and yang. Stealth Azalea is like this evil fucking goblinoid creature that comes out at night and steals all the bread from your pantry. And then Protoform Azalea is like <laughs> your loving wife who wakes you up by making toast in the morning. Your loving wife who like, was like, I was going to make you toast, but someone's broken in and stolen all of our bread. Sorry, dear. There's no toast left in the pantry, but I've made you eggs. <laughs> Mongoose eggs. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like she would sing to me, and I love that. So, uh, wrapping up, Stealth Azalea. Self Azalea, yes. Protoform Azalea, both fucking amazing yep. and extremely characterful toys that you can probably not get anywhere <laughs> because it, they were both conventionally exclusives from what I recall. Yeah. And even if you were like pre-ordered one of them, apparently that was not enough guarantee to get one. So this has just been you swanging your big old meat around. Yes, <laughs> but cool. I, I, I'm I'm always you can you can at least get. The, the the regular colors one which is coming yeah. out it's already come out but like there are places that are still waiting to stock it and you can pre-order it yeah they've they've just re-released it it's like a darker pink yeah it's based on i want to say the headmasters colors more than anything yeah i think it's the anime colors as opposed to the hasbro colors yeah i did like the one that becca got yeah yes that one it's the same kind of color they would have put on prawn cocktail crisp packets yes. in, in the 80s Ooh, yes. yeah very Prawn nice. cocktail RC. But yeah, get yourself one. For yep. a lot cheaper than the Masterpiece will be. Just saying. <laughs> I think I paid the same, actually. Really? Yeah, because I got the Masterpiece off Omega Lock and they're doing it quite cheap. Oh, well, fuck. cheap-ish. Time to cancel my pre-order. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to Omega Lock for uh, them being associated with this show where we spent the first ten minutes yelling about cum. So. <laughs> That's how we get our sponsorship. Yeah. Are you a big enough dog to compete with cum? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, everybody shut up. It's my turn. Yay! Was it a train? Don't fucking pull the wind out of their sails. It could be a train. It's going to be like that. Uh... (laughs) Here's the thing, Becca, Miss Smarty Pants. It's actually a fucking Megatron. (gasps) (gasps) Yeah, not normally a Megatron fool. Unless I am physically in the same building as Becca, apparently. (laughs) Megatron doesn't really appeal to me. He's one of those guys. (laughs) Yeah. But I did splash out last year on the uh, Super Megatron. Was it Generation Select? Was it Takara Legends? I don't remember. It was both. Yeah. It's based on some weird Japanese variant, like battle stars or like it's from a manga or it's from a battle stars manga or something i don't know point is it's quite good isn't it 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird one. It's based on the Titans Return Galvatron mold. Which by all accounts is yeah. not super good. No, it's it's naff, and what they've been able to do with it is amazing. Being tied to having to be that mould kind of does hamper it a bit. But at the same time, my project for the last couple of years has been just hoovering up all the bits of Titans Return that I missed. Like, at the time, like a fool, I was like, nah, I don't, I don't need a Titans Return Windblade. I don't care about Slugslinger. Now, yeah. want them, don't I? So I was like, I'll try the give it a try the, uh, the Galvatron mold I've heard it's absolute wank but <laughs> he's not that he's a different boy he's not a Titan Master he does have like interesting head stuff it's like mm. he's just a thing where you can like flip his face around and I guess the, the, the alternative face it's meant to be based on like the last night movie Megatron yeah. battle mask yeah, like or his, something like cool, yeah like, or the Beast things. Machines mask it, it's a weird blend that's weird and I like weird yeah it looks really cool his fusion cannon is this big spacey laser thing He's got like a like swappable chest. You can have like a more sort of traditional looking G1 Megatron chest, even though it's still got the kind of like anime aesthetic. Or you can flip it around, and he's got like a big old titties, <laughs> which we've established that you you love those. So yeah, yeah. Even if big you're not typically you're t- not typically into them on Transformers, but now you're being made to eat your words like a fucking hypocrite. You are. These are big old robot titties, not big old human titties. Uh... So you know they're not made of like soft plastic. <laughs> to be squeezed by weirdos you can give him different vibes like he's got these like things that flip up on his shoulders with the wings attached and then the wings can fall back or you can just fold them down the thing that i kind of think of is it's it's a little bit like you know how um cybertron or galaxy force optimus prime had like the super mode yeah yeah this feels like a megatron who has a similar kind of super mode yeah and he he can like super mode him i mean he's called super megatron yeah you can flip the wings out and put his angry ghoul face on him. Mm-hmm. And then he's Ultra Megatron. They want you to, like, split the fusion cannon apart and make it, like, shorter, but, like, no, that, that looks a bit shit, lads. Yeah, I'm that just looks like you're wearing your briefcase strapped to your arm. <laughs> Probably just keep it as is, I think, lads, if that's all right with you. <laughs> I get that, like, it transforms for transformation's sake, but you'd think that they would have had the less shit one be the upgraded version, you know what I mean? Instead of having, yeah. oh, I've got this really cool cannon that looks really spacey and it looks like the Yamato but then it's like oh I'll fold it up and now I've got a slab and that's better (laughs) on the original Ultra Megatron design that weird slab looks like a cool Gundam-y missile pod thing yeah and there are missiles in it from what I recall yeah but it doesn't have the same shapes so it doesn't look any good yeah (laughs) the head sculpt's quite good my only complaint is I wish the eyes were bigger because that's one thing that I really like about the the, the manga designs. Mm. Oh, yeah. Is the eyes are quite big. And I don't know, it, it just makes them look a bit prettier to me, I think. Yeah. I want my robots to be pretty. So tell us about what it turns into. Mm. Uh, fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. It turns into a Rorschach inkblot. <laughs> right, here's the thing. This isn't even a bit. Genuinely can't remember. I mean, he's got wings, so I assume some kind of jet. Hang he on. actually, he... I'll let you know this for free. He's a triple changer. Yeah. I remember transforming him when I got him and being like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Turns into some manner of space jet and some manner of space tank. Both things that look like a guy sort of laying down. The space jet, I will say, does look pretty cool. Yeah. Right. I remember now. The tank is nothing. Yeah. Mm the tank is nothing they had to include it because that's what the original design had the one thing that i was thinking of it would be pretty cool to get a version of this that was based on cybertron and galaxy force megatron slash galvatron 
Mm. where he could be like a jet and a batmobile oh yeah now that's a crossover i'd buy i don't necessarily know you could eke that out of this specific mold considering the kind of wizardry that they're doing over there in takara to like turn Mm. they turned hunger into snap trap and he's like a completely different shape oh yeah they did yeah there's like all sorts of things with it like any of those they turned moonracer into a squid a squid they read my fanfic they did yeah like they they could probably do it i still want it to i think the main thing is that like it's supposed to be a tank and tanks in transformers are famously sort of not like Nothing. anything yeah 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 they're just allowed having to lie down yeah so let's give him some dedicated plug-in spots make his cannon cockpit thing turn into like a missile battery so it's a different kind of tank than he usually is mm-hmm. and slap a big fucking price tag on it and call it a day <laughs> and i fell for it but it does look really cool in the kind of thing where it's like i yeah. i don't need another megatron i've got the siege one and he's a t- he's a sort of tank thing and i like yeah. him but i look at super megatron sometimes and i'm like ooh. yeah i feel like in a in a parallel universe where i didn't get the ner- classics nerf megatron yeah which is mm-hmm. obviously a worse <laughs> universe but i i could see myself having this megatron as like the centerpiece of my like high command shelf yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got that big horse villain energies that yeah. like a perfect big old bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's what's great about that design is it is like so like I hate to say it because it sounds so generic when you say it, but it is so fucking anime. It is just yeah. like yeah. what if Megatron was a big fucking anime mecha bastard? Yeah. Instead yeah. of just a regular mecha bastard. <laughs> There's little design bits on him that to me seem evocative of certain Gundam aesthetics. I like his shoes. Yeah. The same shoes from what I recall that the Galvatron has, but like, I like these shoes better on him. My only thing that I'd say is I would have been willing to pay a little bit extra if they'd re-engineered the forearms to have like a cover. Yeah. Yeah. And I keep meaning to see if anyone's done like an upgrade kit or like just something on Shapeways. I'm sure they have. I think most people focused on that mold in regard to like the head nonsense. Yeah. Mm. But there was like the silver thing where you could put the cannon on the side of the arm instead of just on the front. So I'm sure someone's done something like that. Yeah. The thing about the face swap is that I would have been willing to sacrifice the, the movie battle mask thing for like a second face that's like the same the same as the regular face but it's doing the big mad bastard vampire teeth laugh oh that <laughs> he's always doing in the manga and looks really cool and cute yeah like if he if he had that face that would like be permanently he would like he would be full-time the joker <laughs> on my shelf. he's become the joker i really want to disagree with you as a thing because i'm always a big fan of things from modern newer transformers media being incorporated into the old canon we're always fucking spiraling headfirst into a supermassive content Transformers black hole where everything has to fucking be exactly the same as it was in 1984. Yeah. So I like the idea of these new interesting things being brought in there so that we can still look at them from now, from time and again. And like yeah. the yeah. crazy masters kind of give, I guess, kind of like Doctor Doom vibes. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. they both kind of have that like big ego mad bastard energy to them. Yeah. I think that like that... The iron mask really sells it, you know, hammers it home. They both have that energy of they ruined their life, but they're blaming everyone else in the universe for it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which, yep. isn't that like the kind of villain that you want in like some mad space fantasy thing? Yep. One guy specifically that they have a kind of semi-erotic fixation with. But yeah, you're right. As cool as that fucking cool battle mask is that's like based on one of the only good things about that film, i.e. Mm-hmm. Megatron, yeah. the way that Megatron looked in it. 
Yep. One of the only movie Megatrons that I own is the Rensora. Yes! knockoff of the voyager megatron yeah. yeah from the last night i don't necessarily care about it as a megatron i do care about it as being a big fucking metal krampus robot with yeah. a giant sword cool fucking robot demon knight bastard he's got a cramp yet <laughs> <laughs> oh. anyway becca say another robot that you got so everyone knows me as the megatron fan obviously which is kind of ironic because i'm finished with my collection now and people keep asking me if i'm gonna buy new megatrons i'm like no because i'm done there's nothing more i want there'll be something like years down the line and you'll be yeah, like years down, yeah but even like kingdom megatron and super megatron I'm like they look good but i've got no impetus to own them whatsoever i'm like nah they're okay i can appreciate them from a distance yeah until they're sold out everywhere and my brain pulls a funny on me <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people have asked me over the years what do you think about optimus prime and I do actually have an Optimus Prime shelf, just because when I started collecting Transformers, he was the most widely available character. Yeah. Because he's Optimus Prime. Yeah, exactly. I've heard of him. I've heard of him. He's, I you know, know that guy. he's in the cartoon sometimes. But I've never really connected with him as a character because I wasn't a latchkey kid in the 80s. My own dad is pretty great, so I don't feel like replacing him with a robot. We'll see. Give it time. <laughs> Just gonna call everyone out then. Yeah, I'm just gonna do years of therapy for everybody. Also, because the 1986 film was the first piece of Transformers media that wasn't the films that I consumed, <laughs> I didn't really have any connection to him. So when he died, I was like, okay, he's dead. Oh, there's a new guy. Okay, right. Let's just let's just go with it. <laughs> that was also my experience. That like, yeah, the 86 film was the first thing I saw. Yeah. So I was watching all the original cast get wiped out. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. I had a really weird experience, like along a similar lines, because like the first Transformers media I properly consumed was the G1 cartoon. Mm-hmm. And because they're having reruns on this old TV channel called Pop. Oh yeah. And because they didn't do the movie, it went from like the end of I think season season two straight yeah. into season three. And so it was just like gone. What did I expect to know all these characters? Who the hell is Galvatron? Where's my dad? Where's, Where's my, my dad? dad? I'm Where's lost dad? in Tesco's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, so I never really connected with him as a character and I never really cared about Optimus Prime much. Also because Bayformers was my introduction, you know, like Violent Prime. And I liked the cartoon Prime and he was because he was a a goofy dad and they ruined him in the movie. But he was a goofy dad up until the film. But then I saw the Bumblebee movie and I saw how Travis Knight was able to direct the designers to make an Optimus Prime who had a very emotional face. Yeah. Considering that like... 60% 60% of his face is just face mask is a really good achievement. Yeah. yeah. He looks so warm. He looks sad and tired and like this film is the film this film was great. The war is really like draining. The, yeah, him. the other five films. <laughs> <laughs> the other five films have nearly killed him, but Travis Knight has pulled him back from the brink. And that like goes back to the core of what Optimus Prime was meant to be, which is this like, you know, this weary guy who was just trying to do his yeah. best. Yeah. It's like the crazy, bold idea of what if Optimus Prime had a bit of pathos. What if he had a heart? Yeah. What if he was nice? What if he was an actual fucking good guy? Imagine. Yeah. What if he was a good dad? So when the Studio Series toy came out, I did buy one, but I was quite disappointed because the face on the Studio Series toy is just very stoic, like, you know, typical, emotionless Optimus Prime almost. Yeah. And then the fucking 3A or 30 or whatever they're calling themselves now partnered with Hasbro to do like Hot Toys-esque figures from the Bumblebee movie. And they did Optimus Prime and his face is like exactly as it was on the screen, like sad and worn and everything. And I was like, I am buying an entire £240 toy because the face is right. And also if you put batteries in, his eyes light up. So yeah, 
<laughs> it's what you need sometimes. It's what you need. It's just what you need. And he doesn't transform. And I feel that that's a great thing because what they've done is just focused on articulation and detail. And yeah. this guy is just covered in detail to the point that like when you use his ab crunch and you pull the figure forward, he has an entire robotic spinal column just like carved in to a bit that you're probably never going to see because it's on his back. I love the three zero stuff. I've never messed with any of it myself because, you know, like you said, like 200 pounds at least. Yep. And that's just how much it weighs. Way! <laughs> a lot of die cast in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could kill someone with this. Not that I've tried. Interesting. The three zero guys have a pedigree of doing heavy duty action figure robot things. With like yeah. diecast and a bunch of weather detail and stuff. So having them do like, you know, partnering with Hasbro to do like licensed Transformers stuff mm-hmm. is one of maybe the best financial decisions I think Hasbro's ever done. Oh, definitely. It, it looks so fucking good is the thing. It makes you appreciate mm-hmm. how much work, not only it's gone into the figure, but how much has gone into like the fucking design. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because, you know, they did them for, like, the other movies as well. And I'm not especially fond of the 2007 Optimus design, but I've seen videos on the 3.0 one that they did of that design. And you gotta fucking appreciate the craft. Yeah. 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 3D modelers who were, like, doing this in 2007 and were like, okay, how do I make this cool robot look cool? They probably thought it looked really cool. And obviously it doesn't translate well to actual film because Michael Bay's a fucking hack. Yeah. The actual design itself is so intricate. And the fact that you can appreciate that these 3D modelers and, like, toy makers are like, okay, how are we going to make this work in real life as accurately as possible, as sturdy as possible? Mm -hmm. And the fact that they can do that with, like you said, a design that evokes so much, like, emotion and character. And they can get it so spot on. They managed to make something so, like evocative out of a nothing burger of a character like pre-Bumblebee Optimus Prime who just kind of rattles off vague, cool-sounding catchphrases and decapitates people. Yeah, does a murder. (laughs) (laughs) With the opportunity for them to have actual character designs that exude certain character and, like, have emotions and stuff, it's like, damn, you know, they've they've taken the power limiters off. They're Rock Lee kicking the shit out of Gaara. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and then like when you're handling him, they've kept the animation model completely accurate by just really cleverly cheating on how they've done some of the joints. Like when you're bending his leg forwards, he's got the full armor plating kind of on the pelvis, but all of the pieces are on ball joints, like double ball joints, so you can move all of them out of the way and he still has the full range of movement and it still hides where the joints are. It's fucking genius. It is. It, I mean, for like for the money you paid, like arguably, yeah, it should be. <laughs> but when you see sometimes how the masterpiece figures haven't quite worked properly. Yeah, yeah. You know where your money's going with these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. It's not like you've spent 200 quid and then you pull him out of the box and his foot falls off, which is what happened to me with Masterpiece Hot Rod. Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he also comes with like this huge display stand and like they've even, where the display stand plugs in, they've even done a separate piece of kibble that you can hide that gap when you're not using the stand, which, like, we know that certain other companies just wouldn't do. they just leave a hole there. Yeah. Most of the time, we wouldn't even notice, is the thing. Yeah. But the fact that they yeah. went that extra mile. Yeah. And he comes with, like, loads of different hands. He's got his iconic gun, which is just incredible. And the stand, they've specifically engineered, because, like you say, he's heavy. He's, like, mostly die-cast. 
but they've engineered the stand in such a way that you can have him like hanging in midair and the stand is perfectly stable, which I love. I always love when they include like a stand with a figure like that. Yeah. Or any figure, really. I just like stands. I do wish more of them would come with them, to be honest. Especially figures that struggle with standing up. Yeah, you're spending a lot of money on something like this. And the last thing you want is for it to, for example, fall off your desk and shatter into a million pieces. And there's 200-something pounds down the fucking drain. Yeah, or you put non-rechargeable batteries in it and it explodes. <laughs> oh, God, don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> what a specific example. <laughs> Cryptic. I, I just... I love how someone like that, you can see the actual thought and love has went into recreating this. And it makes me care about something that maybe I didn't care about so much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, I love the Moby movie and I love Optimus in that, but he's not my favorite part of it. Yeah. But he's really good in it, but he's not my favorite part of it. But like, I look at that design, like in this form where like someone has, you know, a, a bunch of people have like spent so long, like crafting it in physical form and making it work as not just like a statue, but as like a fucking toy, like capital T toy. Yeah. For big for big boys. It's like, yeah, man, I can see it now. And if they do that, like they've they've done a Soundwave one as well. Mm. And as much as I, you know, I'm kind of weaning myself off of Soundwave, as much as I love Soundwave. It's like it's I probably won't spend the money to get myself that, even though it does have a tiny ravage that folds up and fits in the chest. <laughs> you think you know someone but if they do a shatter for example mm. <laughs> or if they do a fucking rc from the fucking uh, prologue which don't say they won't do it because they could and you don't know they might yeah they've done dino like we said they've done dino they can do anything yeah but like if three zero did like the rc that was based on like the shatter thing it'd be like oh mm. oh that's like a, that's like centerpiece stuff right there yeah I'd fucking go for it. I'd fucking, I'd be on that, like, fly on shit. (laughs) (laughs) On that charming note. No. (laughs) No. No. Unless Becca has anything to add about the big man. My closing tagline is that the Bumblebee movie finally made Optimus the Dilf we all deserved. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Amen to that. Cybertron's second favourite Dilf. (laughs) (laughs) Promised myself we wouldn't talk about him. (laughs) Talk about who? Who's that? Cybertron's favourite Dilf, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Who's that, Maya? He knows who he is. Incidentally, does anyone want a ham sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) You can't just keep doing jokes that only we get. (laughs) I know that we take a sort of perverse pride in how unmarketable this show is. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, Uber. Hi. Your second robot, please. Continuing the theme of, you know, the, the fuck it, this is special purchases... Uh, my second bot is one I got from the Toy Food sort of TFN stream thing cool. uh, that happened in lieu of actual conventions, which is one of the two things I bought from that stream. Because, again, I have rider brain poisoning now, Transformers. Yeah. We need to start seeing other people. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good run. Yeah. I got a TFCC uh, Transmutate. Ooh. It was very cool. She's from the first edition RC molds, which I never picked up because, to be honest, I don't like Prime. Yeah. And also it's fucking expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, you know, Prime RC and it's really cool, like, bone tan and, like, teal. Yeah. Which works really well. It shouldn't work, should it? Yeah. It's, it's Like, if somebody told you this completely separate from the idea of Transmuter as a character, you think it looks like absolute shite, but, like, it really popped. Yeah. Like, you've got this, like, champagne gold, like, accents everywhere, and red to pop it off. It all looks really, really cool. 
and also just like Transmutate is a really cool character, especially like in which I've talked about again on the show Beast Wars Uprising. Because mm. to be honest, I haven't watched Beast Wars in a in a grip, and I don't think I ever saw the Transmutate episode. But from what I could tell, it had some problems vis-a-vis representation of disability. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. Beast Wars is a thing that I will always, you know, I'll die on that hill. Whether people like, like for example, I'm introducing my partner to Transformers bit by bit, and they just are like, Beast Wars looks like fucking shit. And I'm like, <laughs> look, I know, okay, but like... Yes! Vindicated! Like it does, <laughs> I know it looks like shit, but it's good. Listen, watch this show with me, I love you. But yeah, that episode in particular is not mm. exactly... Uh, it's not one that's aged well. But yeah. I'm glad that something like Transmutate, which is a very memorable thing, even if it's not in the best of contexts, has been made into this yeah. character that is like good and interesting, yeah. and also like an actually good representation of like yeah, because like I think she's uh, Transmutate in Beast Wars Uprising is like the first like textually autistic character. Yeah, yeah, it's done really respectfully, and like she she gets to be cool as shit in the stories, like have some cool moments, and I th- I think you can find it Alone Together, which is like the comic she was in with Rampage, like on internet now that fan publications is no more. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of mileage in the idea of what if Beast Wars, but good. <laughs> yeah. Again, I am gonna I am gonna die in this hill. I know what you're saying. Well I know what you're mean, but what you're saying is mean. <laughs> I love Beast Wars, but I think like a lot of Transformers fans, I love what I've extrapolated from it and made my own. Yeah. Not what necessarily is on screen, because I rewatched it recently and it's good. Because what's on screen is fucking no, he's... shit. No, it's... It has good elements, it has some bad storytelling yes. things, and it has bad characters, cough, cough, silver bolt, cough, cough. Stop sending me your feet. <laughs> I've extrapolated, for example, <laughs> that Black Arachnia has decided that actually Silverbolt is the fucking worst and is way more trouble than he's fucking worth, and now she's like kind of big gay polycule someone else <laughs> see, see that's another interesting yeah. thing because like i've been getting into kingdom and like getting all these beast wars characters but because beast wars uprising is the first piece of like beast wars media i've ever finished to me it's not like the, the characters from the show this is like leo convoy second in command and the first resistance member yeah. <laughs> that's my first point of reference for like the original black arachnia yeah also yeah. i feel like that's important to talk about because like i know you're you haven't actually talked very much about the toy itself. Yeah, uh, yeah. Take. Sorry, I, I kind of did fixate on the fiction a bit, but it's just no, like... that's fair. It's like it's one hundred percent valid because it's good fiction, mostly. It's why we buy the toys in a lot of cases. Yeah. I feel like it would be a miss to not mention that we're pretty sure they're doing a um, a transmutate. In yes, Kingdom. yes, in mm. Kingdom. Yeah, which is exciting. Scuttlebutt is it's from Paleotrex. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I really like the Beast Wars Uprising design of her because it is like. The RC design from Prime is very good. Yeah. And I do like that she gets a, a proper alt mode and the bike is also like extremely good because the first edition Prime RC mold kind of does what the show model does and like really condenses its mass into this very small motorbike and then transforms mm. into a very tall robot, which yeah. is very cool. Yeah. As I'm testing out now on my desk, uh, it means like Legend and Core Class Transformers can ride it. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. That is good. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what the people want. <laughs> As someone who also owns that figure, not to, you know, hashtag humble brag, but like like you said, the, the RC design from Transformers Prime is great, but it is very her. It's very, yes. like, distinctly her. Yeah, yeah. But the way that Transmutate as a toy recontextualizes it. Yeah, definitely. The original design for Transmutate 
is very like creepy and unsettling yes. by design. Whether that's good in that context or not, me as an autistic person who likes girls and also big scary monster things in my robot fiction, it is like all the things I want. It's like she's got like heavy black eyeliner on the RC, it's face sculpt the gaunt noseless face and like how tall she ends up yeah yeah prime us is meant to be like this slender agile figure into like ghoulish and lanky and skeletal and they don't paint in her face so again she's like she's got like a very skull-like face with the red eyes yeah the red eyes the black eyeliner and that's all balanced out by the fact in fiction she's a very agreeable nice character who sees a good everyone yeah those aren't mutually exclusive you can be a ghoul and be nice yeah like yeah. me yeah. Yeah. And also everyone else here, because we're all nice. <laughs> and we're all ghouls. And we're all ghouls. We're all ghouls. We're just nice ghouls. Hey, we're just some nice ghouls. You want to come over to our picnic? <laughs> we're just some nice ghouls, and we're going to make a potato salad for you. <laughs> all I've got stuck in my head now is, are those new ghouls? <laughs> baby, baby, it's those a new ghoul. <laughs> no, bro, no. We, we can't. We can't. We can't delve into this. Please. For the sake of future editing Maya, please, we can't do this. <laughs> we can have a good old time afterwards when I'm off the clock. So, sum it up, transmutate. Transmutate. She's good, she's pretty, she's scary, and Reed Beast was uprising. It slaps. It's good. I do want one because I've never checked out the first edition RC mold. I got the general release uh, Robots in Disguise. Which is also good. It is also good. Which is also good. She's got the cool wing thing going on. But I would like to check out the first edition and I would like to get Transmutate as a character. The first edition RC mold is a better mold for Transmutate than it is for Prime RC. Yeah, that's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was going to say. Yeah, we said it, Ari. (laughs) (laughs) With the first edition molds, a lot of them are, you know, oh, this is the good one. And then they Mm. do the cheaper one, which isn't bad. But if money is no object and you can get either one of them, then get the first edition one. It's like the same with like Bulkhead and Starscream and uh, Optimus. But... Bumblebee especially. I think the R.A.D. R.C. is a better depiction of that design for R.C. Mm. than the first edition one. Mm. Yeah, I think Transmutate is the best version of the mold to get. But again, see how the select Transmutate works out. Yeah. Because that yeah. might be a better option. Yeah, it'll be cheaper, at least. If you just want the character. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, Erica. Hello. What about you then? I've had a good think, because w- the way that this was working is I kind of talked about two toys at once. And I didn't realise we'd be coming back around. <laughs> i tell you what, there is something I know for sure that I got last year because I left it at my old place, my old apartment, while I moved back in with my dad. And it's the Kingdom Paleotrex. Yeah, let's do a tight five on Paleotrex. Yeah, it's fucking great. I have been playing with one while we do this. Yeah, ever since they were like unveiled, these fossilizers, mm. it's just been all I've been thinking about. I've just been like, oh my god. Yes, of course. This is, of course, this is how they do it. Because obviously, yes. War for Cybertron trilogy, everything has had a parts-forming subset of characters who come apart and can be like weapons or armor or whatever. I've also been playing with Zaytar while we do this. Yeah, we love Zaytar. We love the Power Dashers. We love Cog. We all love Brunt, who is Clobber and Striker's illegitimate daughter. <laughs> it's so good, and they're fun, and you can do whatever you want with them. When we found out that Kingdom was doing beasts, you've got like your Black Arachnias and your Cheetors and your... You know, your Optimus Proptimus. It's like, whoa, what are they going to do with this, though? You can't just have a dog that comes to bits and you wear a dog. That's a bit fucking macabre. You wouldn't wear a dog. Cruella Deville might, but I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're wearing a dog in the sense that you are the dog and you're wearing yourself. You're wearing yeah. your own skin. They do say that about me. Yeah. Making them like fossil skeletons. That's still macabre, but in a way more palatable, cool 
retro yeah. 90s kind of way where it's like if this is what they were doing back then if they had like this thing where like yeah let's have something come to bits and become armor they would do it like that they would have fucking cool like dinosaur skeletons that became like bazookas or whatever it's so nice yeah. as i've opined more than once a skeleton is just a calcium robot yep yeah <laughs> is it mighty max yes yeah yeah. Is that the thing? Is that the right thing I'm thinking of? With the cap, where you'd put the cap on and sort of time travel. Yeah, because I remember my my big brother had a Mighty Max little playset thing when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it was like this big. I am getting this right, right? It's like the Polly Pocket thing, but for like, yeah. Yeah. Surprising no one. I had the dinosaur one. Yeah, I, <laughs> my my big brother had like one that was like a big coiled snake, and then when you flipped open, you could see like the snake's skeleton, and yeah, and that was like the worst things I. Worst? That was one of the first things. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? What have you done with Erica? That's the thing, no, because that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted to say. It's like She's the, a cop! It's the first thing that I saw that was like, ooh, alright, alright. And that, I think that probably is what sculpted my taste from a young yeah. age. That is, in a very real sense, what skeletonized you. Yeah, it skeletonized me. <laughs> and <laughs> it fossilized me. This is a very me thing to say. But I like to say that Paleotrex is a girl. But, yep. like, in a way that is so uncharacteristic of actual gender norms. Okay, they're aliens. They're space aliens that turn into things. They don't have gender norms in the way that we do. Apart from when an RC toy is concerned, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've got to give it boobs. Because there is a girl one. There's a girl fossilizer, and her name is Vertebrake, which is a great name for a skeleton. Mm-hmm. It's a great name. She doesn't come to bits, though. But she does exist, and I love her. And I imagine that Paleotrex is sort of like her scary... Did you ever see that horror film, Mama? Yes. Yeah. 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 She's like a big scary ghoul mom that protects the yeah. kids. Yeah, she looks very much like Paleotrex when Paleotrex is screaming. Yeah! Yeah, Paleotrex to me <laughs> like is that. that. Is that to Vertebrake. It's Vertebrake's mom who just sort of found her and is looking after her despite also being like some kind of scary woodland monster. Yeah. The best thing about Paleotrex for me is the fact that the head's modelled on the mace that the original Optimus Primal came with. Which is great. There's a second, even more ghoulish face under there. And because of that, you can get open mouth poses. I think the baseline of acceptability for a skeleton toy is, can you make it look like it's going, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not to put too fine a point on it, but yeah, exactly, yes. Paleotrex passes the yeah. 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 It's interesting, Erica, what you were talking about in terms of gender, because what I'd been thinking of is that Paleotrex uses it, its pronouns. I can imagine that. Because I knew people who, who use that, and it just feels... Yeah, same. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what my thinking is. It's... I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's that one comic from Tumblr of, like, kids talking to a skeleton. Yes, and yes, the yes, yes, are like, yes, yes, Are you yes. a boy or a girl? And the skeleton's like, I'm dead! <laughs> <laughs> I can see that, too. <laughs> That's kind of my head, kind of Paleotrex, is it, it identifies as dead. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Because there's this thin, lanky, skeletal, monstrous form that is so unlike any other Transformer that you could possibly... I mean, obviously not now, because we're getting more of them. There's a Styracosaurus skeleton one. There's, like, one called Wing Finger that is, like, definitely like a pterodactyl or something. <laughs> yeah. The Styracosaurus one is called Ractonite, and... Go on, do your funny little song. <sighs> Dance for us, Jester. When the clock strikes... On the bed, babe, got to head for that golden line. Cause it's the right time for that great taste dinner at McDonald's. <laughs> it's rack tonight. <laughs> Come on, make it rack tonight. 
<laughs> that was worth the 10 seconds that we took out of the podcast to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even saying that ironically. I don't even care that McDonald's is going to DMCA the episode. <laughs> Bobby Darren would DMCA them. And then he would get DMCA'd by Bertolt Brecht and Kurt Vile. <laughs> and they'll get DMCA'd by Paleotrex because they're <laughs> supposed to be dead. <laughs> not even skeletons. Zero out of ten effort. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, they're probably skeletons now. Bertolt Brecht is a skeleton in a steel coffin with a stiletto lodged between its ribs. That's metal as fuck. God, that is true. Have you ever done Becca? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Look, Sorry, I have a skeleton. A it's just a bit wet at the moment, okay? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Becca is currently wet Bowser. <laughs> oh. It's foul. Paleotrex is brilliant. I'm really looking forward to Rack tonight. Here's the thing, Hasbro. I will take as many of these skeleton bastards as you want to yep. sell me. Mm. You can give me as many of them as you want. It's been many years since Skeleton Warriors, and I needed a skeleton toy line in my life. Yeah. I couldn't, like, afford Skeleton Warriors when I was a kid. I had, like, a Skeleton Warrior, and it was the guy who was only partially a skeleton, and he had long, luscious, flowing hair. Absolute wank. Because I am also gay. Zero out of ten. (laughs) But, at the same time, I did always cover the Skeleton Warriors. I had the fucking Bone Brigade. Who were like three and three quarter inch skeleton astronauts. They were fucking cool as shit. The fact that I was born too late to have ever gotten in on any of this is a crime against creation itself, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes me so viciously mad. We should start a Kickstarter where we reboot that thing, but like under a different name so we can make toys about it and then get sued. <laughs> oh, fucking bootleg <laughs> skeleton warriors. Genuinely, real talk. I think we might be the only ones who care. <laughs> I don't think... The... That seems statistically unlikely. I don't think the people who, like, own that are like, oh, now hold on, though. They don't own skeletons. Yeah, they don't <laughs> own the concept of having bones. And yeah, exactly. I think if they did, I feel like they're not doing anything with the concept right now. So maybe they should yeah. get off their fucking high horse and just let us play in the space. We're pleased yeah. to announce our new third-party toy company, Muck About With These Things too. I guess. We're not your dad. <laughs> have a go with these also. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have a second one because we've touched on everything that I enjoy. So as part of my sort of like hoovering up. Yeah, with your, with your big mouth. Titans, yeah, with my giant proboscis. <laughs> the remaining Titans Return stuff. I got the like tribute Orion packs, I think it's called. It's based oh, on the uh, cup mold. Mm-hmm. And like, I can't fucking stand cup. But I did want to check out that mold. And I like Orion Pax. So... Like, fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> As in, fuck up. I only found out last year that he's called Cup because it's supposed to be short for pickup. And I got angry at his existence all over again. <laughs> yeah, that makes me so irrationally. Yeah. <laughs> it's the kind of thing where, like, it annoys me because RC is called RC because, you know, like RC, like a remote control car. Even yeah. though she's not a remote control car. Like the cola. Yeah, like, <laughs> like RC cola. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Like, when I first found that out, I was like, oh, is that it? It's just left like Woody Woodpecker. Jesus. <laughs> like, there's a third party cup called Coot, and Coot is a far better name. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a Transformers name, but neither does Cop. No, exactly. Like, literally, I can't remember if it was Stu's video on the Zabby one, or it was a Mr. McFeely, the basics on. But he just said, you know, it's Cup because pick up. And I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I hate everything. Come on. Especially in, like, the same fucking realm as, like, Hot Rod, which is a fucking rad name. A yeah. rod name, dare I say. And Blur? Blur? 
That's so good, even if you're not a fan of, like, yeah. 90s, like, British indie pop. Yeah. And I'm not. <laughs> Park life! <laughs> uh, Erica, you don't know how close I was to... I know, I know. I'm really glad that, like, whenever I suppress a thought, you manifest it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, um... I don't know, there's some fucking literary thing that I'm forgetting, it doesn't matter. The id. You're thinking of the id. Yeah, 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 that one, that one. That one, From yep. Forbidden Planet. <laughs> Thank you for making a joke that only I would understand. <laughs> you are most welcome. But yeah, it's good stuff. What were we talking about? I had a, I had a thing, I had a thing. I we were getting angry about Cup, but you got oh, yeah, yeah, Cup, Orion yeah, Pax, so he's yeah. fine. But yeah, it's such a fucking shit name. But tell us more about uh, this Orion <laughs> Pax thing. I wasn't going to do a full thing, but it's very cool. I like how the, the legs transform. He's got like translucent blue wheels. Which is great. You know. It's a headmaster, so I automatically love it. Yep. As I said, he was the little tin soldier at the bottom of my Christmas stocking. Aww. Yeah, I've had a lot of fun with him. Uh, I also got the fans hobby. Is it fans hobby? Fans toys? I don't know. Uh, I got Athena. Oh yeah, that's fans mm. hobby. Finally great to have Minerva, but I'm just too terrified to transform her just because of all the horror stories I've heard. The one thing that I want is like, listen, third party guys, if you make a headmaster, put in some kind of headmaster release button mechanism. Yeah. 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 Master May do this really cool thing. For the Omega Supreme, the head's held in place by kind of like a spring loaded flap. Do that. Yeah. Just do that, mate. As someone who also has Athena and did also have her head stuck in there for the better part of an afternoon, there is sort of like a makeshift thing you can do where if you jam something like flat into one this one little like hole in her back and then thump it like all the way up, it will go flying across the room. That's gonna fix your problem. It fixed mine. And then I did a bunch of very careful, like, sanding down the insides with a screwdriver. I've wanted a Minerva since I found out about Minerva. Same. In, like, the late 90s. Well, okay, I can't say same about that one. It was on someone's fucking Transformers Geocities or Angel Fire page. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, that's how I found out about Japanese Transformers. Mm. And, my girl, she's my daughter. My daughter! That's my daughter! It's finally nice to have a good Minerva toy I can just play with. Not necessarily transform. With third-party stuff where it's intricate transformations, it's like, I'm alright, mate. I've got pornography to look at. (laughs) (laughs) Got a busy schedule, gotta make soup. Yeah, I was packing away my Athena to put her in, like, her box and everything for storage. So, like, I I had to transform into car mode for that. And I'm getting better at it. It's just, it doesn't feel like it wants to transform, is the thing. Like, the legs alone are a faff in the sense that it feels like it's not supposed, it's supposed to be happening a different way. And you're not doing it right, but you are. It's weird, though, because it's like, it's fans hobby, isn't it? Yeah, fans hobby, the, like, Master Builder series. I've got their R.I.D. Scourge, and that's great to transform. It's all, it's like, it's almost more generations than it is Masterpiece. Yeah. And, you know, it's all big and chunky and tolerances are good, but I'm just looking at Athena and it's like, do you know what? I can just, I can just look at pictures of your car mode. Yeah. You can just hang out on my shelf and I can look over and be like, that's my daughter. Yeah, it's a good car and it doesn't feel like it's going to break. Mm-hmm. But it still feels like you're putting it through the ringer, and it's not something I want to do on some. Like, what's great about Athena is that she's cheap, more or less. I mean, when she came out, she was like forty-four pounds. I think sixty quid. She's going for on on um, the K website right now. Oh yeah, the, mm. the cursed K website. If you want to spend money and then like maybe get a toy later, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fair shout. It's just you got to be aware that like part of it is gonna fight you and. Mm. For a lot of people, that's not what they're into. It's not what I'm into, but I care. I, how else am I going to get a Minerva? The only other Minerva I have is that one Titan Master that came with the special chromey God Jinrai box set. 
And that alone cost me way more than it should have because I was just getting the Titan Master because I didn't care about any yeah. of that other faff. Oh, man. Can you imagine if they made, like, an animated Minerva? And, like, if they made one for Botcon 2011 and she was a convention-exclusive custom class figure, can you imagine how crazy that would be? Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> how hard that would be to get and how frustrating? Yeah. Yeah. Why have you done that? Listen here, I've been yeah, I've been living with this hypothetical for do- years. Who am I doing it to themselves? It's not <laughs> you. It's a fucking... <laughs> it's... I was collateral damage. Who <laughs> myself a fucking atomic bomb right in the center <laughs> of us. Mutually assured destruction. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Captain Andy on Twitter who who sold me uh, Athena. <laughs> Cheers. She's great. She is being re-released as Siren, who is like prime Becca fodder because I fucking love yeah. Siren, so I will be getting Siren. Yes. Listen, I don't really care about Siren or Ghost Shooter, but I'm like, if they do a hose head, I'll get that. They'll do a hose head. Yeah. They'll do Just for the head. record, I'm actually sad now that Becca is getting this siren. Like, not because I have anything against Siren or Becca. It's literally the thought of like. <laughs> Erica's like, oh, I hate it when Becca gets things. No, it's like <laughs> the opposite. It's like Becca's just started like falling in love with actually like transforming her figures. <laughs> and she's, she's going to get this thing and it's going to be like. <laughs> It's, it's going to be like a, a bratty fucking child throwing a tantrum in the middle of Sainsbury's. And it's going to be like, I don't want to turn into a car. I don't want it. And, and you're just going to be there struggling with it. It's going to be like when I transformed Beast Wars Trans Metal Megatron in front of my parents, having explained to them that gold plastic oh has a habit God. of exploding. And there was literally, I was sat on a chair with him on a tray that my mom had got me so he did break like you know and I was like slowly transforming him over an open coffin (laughs) wearing a hazmat suit transforming him over an already dug grave have you broken it yet oh is it creaking that sounds creaky I was like dad this is not helpful I remember you saying that your dad was like yeah break it I know that, like, if I had broken it, he would have been inordinately sorry and felt like it was his fault that it happened. And it would have been his fault, and you would have killed him, and you would have never forgiven him. <laughs> exactly. Who <laughs> would have eaten him? The fact that you didn't end up eating him, it only staved off the inevitable as well. Well, that's, that's because Maya's eaten him, so... Yeah, exactly. I ate your dad on yep. your behalf. Yep. That's my new bit, listeners. I'm eating dads. <laughs> Not uh, in a sex way, in, like, a, a Hannibal way. Do you want me to do my second song of the recording? <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I give my life <laughs> Not for honor But for you Dad either I can't believe I always pass this up What a fool <laughs> I also I also just want to quickly want to say a couple of thank yous Firstly to Chris McFeely Who I once again apologize for Associating with this awful product That we put out It's okay, he's not listening Yeah, ab- absolutely not, no <laughs> But if you are listening to this and you know who Chris McFeely is, and of course you do, don't at him about this. I do just want to thank Chris for selling me a TFCC nacelle, ah. who is going on my Thundercracker shelf because it's kind of a Thundercracker. And oh yeah, nobody can tell me no different. I mean, you're right. Yeah, and also I want to thank Erica for selling me Hello. Generations Double Dealer because I got Earthrise Double Dealer and I was like super looking forward to it, and it ended up being a bit of a disappointment because the legs were weird. Yeah. yeah. Why were the legs weird? I was watching Common uh, Rider build at around the same time I got Double Dealer, and unfortunately, most of my experience with Common Rider build, which is a very good show, was impacted by me trying dis- desperately to open up Double Dealer's legs for <laughs> screwdriver. Yeah, I remember that. My one's fine. 
<laughs> oh, well, good for you. <laughs> this is now the Flex Erica show. That's my wrestler name, Flex Erica. <laughs> Thank you to Erica, you colossal bitch. You're welcome. For selling me Generations Double Dealer, because it's based on the Blitzwing mold I've heard nothing good about. And it is a bit weird and ropey in a lot yeah. of ways. But, but it's not bad. I genuinely enjoy it. It's got like a cool head. He's got like a fun gob on the plane mode. Tank mode's actually kind of cool, I think, in like a sci-fi way, and I just, I just like having him around. Yeah, that's all right with you. <laughs> and if we're thanking McFeely, like, thank you for selling me a Generation Selects lifeline because I wouldn't have got one otherwise. And also, thanks, Chris McFeely, for just being a nice fella. Yeah. Once again, we apologise for mentioning your name within ten miles of this <laughs> wretched cum goblin podcast. This wretched yep. content black hole. But also invite me on your Sonic podcast, Chris. <laughs> I was there. I remember the good old days. I don't, but I just like to hang out with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so in terms of shout outs, like it's a shout out that's kind of become redundant since the first time I've like thought about it because he's doing really well. But Gav Spence has uh, a Transformers review channel. Transformers reviews done quick. And they're really good. They are. It's so funny. I bought the Titans Return, Titan Master, and Deluxe Repugnus on the strength of Repugnus just popping up in Gav's videos. Yep. They're really good. They're just like short little things. And, you know, they're fun to watch. You know, Gav's got a very sort of good personality on screen. Yeah, he's got a lot of really nice energy. It's just piss funny. I'll stick a link in the episode description. Also, very good art. Very talented. You know, he's one of the yeah, animated that's... gang. And I'm looking at, like, a lot of my merch and a lot of my wall is, like, I've got the Team Athenia, like, want to make something of it, <laughs> homage. Appropriate enough, I've got a picture of Hound and Minerva. And I've got, like, a Rosanna Carly Rae Jepsen cover thing. I don't know how he's getting into my dreams and reading my thoughts, but as long as I get good stuff out of it, he can stick around. Literally just today, again, to date this episode, I drew, like, this automaton transformer because of, like, a prompt I got uh, <laughs> I last night. I your picture of it. And, it brilliant. And then Gav literally, just on a whim, drew a picture of this design and coloured it and everything. And it was amazing. And I was like... The fact that you did this is, like, awe-inspiring, and I love you. And the fact that I could even partially inspire something like that is mm. great. It's very schmumbling. I've, I'm so schmumbled. Well, uh, that's going to do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry to tell you that this is happening again. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, no, it as, it, as if 2021 wasn't bad enough. <laughs> yeah. Now you must deal with us. Yeah. For, like, a random <laughs> encounter in an RPG. We're just like four slimes that have rolled out of a bush. <laughs> if you're ever out in like the woods at night and you hear like a thunderclap, you're going to turn around and then all four of us are going to be there in big dark cloaks, like huddled around like a, a, a fire, uh, yep. chanting ominously about cum. <laughs> also muffled because we'll be wearing masks and social distancing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. A very big yeah. circle. <laughs> Like, here's the thing, we don't really have a sign-off. Like, the one that one I've used in the past is please be normal to us, if you see us on the internet. Yeah. And uh, just be normal online in general, I think. Yeah. You know, do it yeah. for, for the community. But thinking I might try I'm Gonna Eat Your Dad as, like, a sign-off. as like, a fun catchphrase. Yeah. 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 Be normal online or I'll eat your dad. <laughs> be, be normal online and I'll yeah. eat your dad. <laughs> because those two things are not connected. You don't have a say in the matter. Your dad's getting it, but... <laughs> If you could do me the favour of being normal online as well, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Enjoy your time on the internet. Please be normal and like make your peace with the fact that your dad is getting it. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. your time on the internet and also the time you have left with your dad. <laughs> yeah. So do do all of that and 
once again, sorry for all of the cum talk. We're not really that sorry. 